It's really glad this morning to have Jan and Gary Fries with us to share. Um, Jan called the other day and, and said uh, she would like to come and, and share their story with us. And uh, they're going to be moving to Columbus, Ohio soon, not too very far away. And uh, they're going to be down by their kids. And so, so she wanted to come. And uh, some of you know their story and what they went through. And uh, some of you don't. So they're going to share what God was doing and did do through their situation. And uh, we're just glad that they're with us today. So come on up, Jan and Gary. And uh, okay. Thank you. Good morning. For a few of you, I see some faces I don't know out there. So uh, I'm Jan, and this is Gary Fries, and we've been married 43 and a half years. Um, we have attended the Church of the Good Shepherd for about 20 years. So a lot of your faces are very familiar with us. Um, we're here today just to share a little bit of, about what happened, and I know many of you were praying for us, um, and that's why we came. We want to thank you so much for all of your prayers. Um, so, and I'm going to cry all the time. I've got to keep this tissue here. So much of what was just said about the power. Of prayer. It was amazing. So I'm going to try to share a little bit of that with you. Um, we felt God touching our lives and making things happen while we were in the hospital. We were surrounded by our family. We were surrounded by people supporting us. We had people praying from churches in many places, over four or five states. We had the Gideons from all over Ohio praying for us. Um, we could feel those prayers, and prayer is powerful. And God's name is powerful. So I want to start with some words that I thought would help me be a little stronger here. Um, this is from uh, Joyce Meyer, which I know probably, probably a lot of you know and follow Joyce Meyer. And in our devotion book a couple weeks ago, it was titled Faith Versus Feelings. And it, I'm summarizing somewhat, but she says, God has blessings and new opportunities in store for us. To receive them, we must take steps of faith. That's kind of what we're doing right now. That means doing things we don't feel like doing or in our own minds don't even think will work. But our trust and reverence for God must be greater than what we personally want, think, or feel. And the devil tries to use fear in many forms to keep us in those shallow waters. But we need to focus our attention on God and his word to go out in the deep water to receive the blessings God has for us. And we just feel that, you know, sharing our testimony and speaking of things that aren't very comfortable talking about um, is what God wanted us to do. We feel 
like we have many blessings that have come out of this. You know, it's a tragedy, but yet we don't look at it as a tragedy, do we, dear? Every day we look at each other and say, this is a gift. This is a real gift. You know, you take time for granted. You think you have so much time, and you should never, ever take that for granted. And every, every day is just amazing, and it's so precious. So, well, I'm going to go backwards here and tell you a little bit about what happened, especially for those who don't know. And some of the things that went on <clears throat> at the hospital. And I wish Tanya was here <laughs> because she is so much better at speaking about this than I am. But <clears throat> So uh, for those of you who don't know, last a year ago, December 2nd, so it's been 14 months, Gary was at work in Finley, and he was inspecting uh, a roof that um, some people were working on. And he had been the estimator and project manager on the job, so he was there to just observe and see what was going on. And someone needed something, and of course, Gary is who he is, and he jumped at it and said, oh, I'll get it. And he turned around and saw a ladder off the roof. And he stepped down on the ladder, and that ladder hadn't been secured should never have been left there unsecured but he stepped down on the ladder and the ladder came crashing down so he fell down about 15 feet and that wouldn't have been so bad he crushed his shoulder he knew he had broken his arm and his shoulder was crushed but what happened was that it was so crushed that the little shards of bones in his shoulder cut the main artery in his arm and so now he's bleeding internally. And they don't know this for a while. He's at Finley Hospital for a couple hours before they life flight him to St. V's. And then at St. V's, I really haven't figured out what they were trying to do yet because he waited another four or five hours. And I think they were hoping the bleeding would stop. But um, it didn't, so they, they gave him his choices and... I really don't think there were any choices. They decided to put a stint in to stop the bleeding. So um, he was joking with them. You know, I walked with him to the the room where they were going to do the procedure. And um, he was joking like he always jokes. If you know Gary at all, he tells jokes all the time. And so, and they were laughing and things. and And the doctor told me he was still in and out during the procedure, you know, telling jokes and things. And then all of a sudden when the procedure, they had some difficulties with the procedure. They couldn't find a stint the right size and some other things happened. But at the end of the procedure, all of a sudden he became unresponsive. And I heard the code. I was the only one there. It was like 8.30 at night. And I was the only one in the waiting room. And I saw this rush of people go by and I knew it was Gary. And then the chaplain walked in and I knew I was really in trouble. But they couldn't find anything that first night. Um, they didn't tell me anything. They, they just said he was unresponsive. And um, 
After about an hour and a half later, they put him up in ICU, and I went with them. And, and by then, I had called our children, and a lot of you know, both Tanya and Tony's families live around Columbus, and Tyler was in the Army in Fort Hood, Texas. So I called all of them, and by midnight, they were, uh, Tanya came, John stayed back with the kids, and Katie and Tony came, and the Lauks and I know the Lauks and Allisons had the Freese kids for at least a week to take care of, but um, they were there by midnight, and we were praying. And about 2.30 that morning, Gary flatlined. We were all in the room, and that was, that was scary, but we, were, we prayed. It was and, and they got his heart back in rhythm, and he, and he was okay. But Gary is not awake. Gary is unresponsive. That's all they told me. He's unresponsive. Later to find out, he was in a coma for the next five days. So, so we prayed. And the second day, everybody's just praying things are happening. There was a cleaning lady in our room in the hospital. And, and we're sitting there sobbing and praying. And, you know, she, she looks at us and she stops. And she just, she comes over to me and says, God told me I need to come and talk. And she said that, that he's going to be okay. God is telling me that he, he's going to wake up. He's going to be okay. And this messenger from God was a prayer warrior for us the whole time we were there. She was just a person God used to give us encouragement and try, to try to keep us going. She, she just had such faith and so humble and so such a truth true person of God and she prayed with us and then there were other people that worked in the hospital there was a uh, Katie's best friend or good friend Stephanie had a, a mentor that worked there at the hospital I believe and um, she was close and Stephanie had told her about Gary and she came that second day at lunch, over her lunchtime, and she shared with us, and she prayed with us, and her words were so powerful, and she gave such hope, and, and we just put our hands over Gary and prayed, and she came every day over her lunchtime, and she continued to pray for him, but she came there, God brought her there and she was giving us so much strength to get through these days and on the third day they took all sedatives and pain medicine away from Gary and he he was on a ventilator of course he'd been intubated was on a ventilator and he had feeding tubes in his side and I can't describe to you all the he had like three of those hanging things full of bags of stuff. 
I don't even know what it all was, but um, on the third day when I got there, the nurse said, now, I want you to sit right here because when he wakes up, he's going to try to pull that out of the ventilator tube out of his lungs, and I want you to be there in case he does that. So, so he wasn't on any pain medicine. He wasn't on any sedatives, and I sat there. And we prayed, and I sat there. People came and went, and 12 hours went by, and he didn't wake up. And at the end of that day, the third day, they took him because they expected him to wake up, and um, they took him for more tests. And on these tests, this is the third day now, they finally found that he had had a shower of strokes when he became unresponsive and the strokes had affected a lot of his brain. The whole right side, they showed us pictures, and so that's why he can't see. So if you come up and talk to him, he doesn't see you on the left side. Like, we always sit over here so he can see right. So he can see um, the cerebellum affects your vision and balance and logic. And so those areas were affected besides the whole right side of his brain. It was just totally there. And now he has a blood clot in his heart. So we are, but we, we aren't afraid at this point. We are praying. We are praying. And um, many people came, and Pastor Rod and Mary made many visits to see us. We appreciate everybody here praying for us. And Tanya, I don't I know a lot of you know Tanya. She is such a prayer warrior. She is a missionary. She had, has an outreach for the hurting. She was such a strength. But not just not just Tanya. It was amazing what was happening. To all of us, Tony and Katie and and Tanya and Tyler. Now Tyler was there. I, he came by this by the second day. He was there, and uh, to watch the the prayer and the family just putting every ounce of strength we had in in prayer to God. We are begging for His life. We are believing that God will bring him back. We are, in Jesus' name, God is the great physician. So it was a, it's been, was a very emotional day. But the fourth day was the worst day of my entire life, I think. At the fourth day, The doctors had a big meeting and decided to tell us that there wasn't anything we could do, to, that we needed to make plans for the end. And when they said that, I left. I walked out of the room. I said, I'm not listening to this. And um, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't have left my children to have to handle it all by themselves. <laughs> but I did. And... And instead of being discouraged, we prayed more. 
And when we sat there that afternoon in the hospital, and we were reading scriptures over him, and there were many scriptures that were important to us, but um, Psalm 91 was one that we read over him every day. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it here, if I can see. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid. And we live by that. And we were living by that. And we were praying. And as we were praying and and reading that over him, he started kicking his right leg at us. And we were like, he he hears us. He's there. He hears us. And we kept talking to him. And we kept, in Jesus' name, you know, praising God, saying, Lord, bring him back. And he was kicking his leg. We, we called in the nurses, and we were so excited. And, oh, no, they said, he's now. That's just a muscle reflex. He's not. He doesn't hear you. No. And so later that day, we had another meeting with the doctors, and uh, one doctor, there was one doctor that gave us hope, and he was a doctor who was a specialist in strokes, and he said, unfortunately, if they had called me in sooner, I might have been able to help, but he said, don't give up hope. He said, if he can wake up in the next two days, that there's still hope that he'll be able to have normal responses. He said, the part of his brain that is unaffected is the part worth his memory and language. And so we, we went back and we prayed and we prayed and it was so powerful to see our family praying together. And Tony didn't tell us until the next day, but he said during that time, God told him, he heard God speak to him. Tony has a great faith. God said, be healed, be healed. So uh, we all went home. Of course, he didn't tell us that night or would have been helpful. He did share that with me that night. Instead, um, Tyler was driving me home, and we were both sobbing. I don't know how we made it home at night, driving from St. V's back to BG. And there was a song that came on the radio, the power, the power of Jesus it was talking about. And, you know, music has always been... uh, powerful to me. It always speaks to me. I love music. So many times the words on the, the song would come on the radio when we were driving and it's like, oh, that was for me. That's just what you needed to hear. So we got, we got home 
And Tanya was so excited. She had left a little bit earlier. And this is kind of Tanya's story that I have to tell because she's not here. But when we left that hospital, the kids were probably a little more devastated than I was because I hadn't stayed to listen to all the terrible news that the doctors gave. And Tanya shared later that she said, oh, I wish I had some soup to make to, for my mom. I wish we had something, I just some homemade soup to make us all feel better. And she had to pick up Josiah, who was 18 months old. That's her seventh baby, by the way. And uh, went to Terry and Judy Robinson's to pick up Josiah. And she shared with Terry and Judy what had happened that day at the hospital. And she said, I wish I had some soup. And Judy didn't have any soup, but she had a can of soup. And she set it with Tanya home. And Tanya came back to Bowling Green with the kids and pulled in the driveway. And right behind her comes Kathy Caperna. Do you know who Kathy Caperna, the Capernas are in Bowling Green? Their life is a service to God. They have dedicated their lives to others and reaching out across the world, not just, in, not just here in Wood County or Ohio or the United States. And Kathy Caperna gets out of the car and says to Tanya, I have some soup for you. She said, when I got up this morning, God told me that I needed to make some soup. Making soup, such a simple thing like making soup. But when God tells you to make soup, (laughs) that's pretty important. And she came with this pot of soup just at the same time as Tanya pulled in the driveway. It was just, you know, miraculous. I mean, what else could you say? This is God. This is God. And it just made Tanya feel so much better and thankful. And we were all thankful. We were all thankful. So I couldn't eat the soup, though. I I did, though, the next day and the next day, because on the fifth day, it was Sunday morning, and I went by myself. Tanya dropped the kids off at Robinson's, and this whole time, Tony and Katie have been staying there at St. Vincent's. They have a almost like a Ronald McDonald house. I don't really know what they call it, but for people who are far away, um, you can stay there. And Tony and Katie had been staying every night, all night with Gary while we went home. They stayed in the room with him. So somebody was there 24 hours a day. And then during the daytime, in the morning when we came back, they'd go over and sleep for, for a while. And then they'd come back. So, so anyway, they had we, I got there. As I got up on the third floor, that's where ICU is. I started crying uncontrollably. I don't know why. I just, I was just, just feeling overwhelmed. And as I walked into the hallway, a nurse came toward me, and she was almost running. And she said, "Don't cry. 
don't cry. He, he's, moved his, he's moving his right leg. And she was all excited. I said, yeah, he moved his right leg yesterday. And she said, yeah, but he's moving his right leg. Like, nobody believed it when we said it. <laughs> but okay. And so we got in there. And, and he's still, you know, not really conscious. But uh, Tanya and I, when Tanya was there soon after that, and, and it was just Tanya and I, and we sat there praising God and praying. And in God's name, praying for healing and about 10, 10.30, I went, I went down the hallway to use the bathroom. And I went into the bathroom. And I just said, Lord, I surrender. I surrender it all to you, Lord. I surrender everything to you. Only you can do this. And I felt this, this great peace come over me. I felt like this whole burden was off my shoulders. I felt, oh, it's just unbelievable. This, just like his arms were coming around me. And I went back into the hospital room with Tanya, and I told her what had happened. I shared with her, of course, we're both like sobbing, and, but we're praising God and we're just saying, Jesus' name, we're praying, Lord. And about 11.30, I, Gary's eyes flicked open. His eyelids just flicked open a little bit. That was the first, and, and Tanya and I both were jumping up and down, and it's, it's just... I can't even describe it. It was like a joy that you can't even imagine. I thought nothing would top the birth of your children, the joy that you feel. But this was was more than that. And then he flicked his eyes again. And I was, I looked at my watch and it was 1130. And I'm saying, this was, this was communion that Sunday. And Gary loved helping with communion every Sunday. That was so important to him. And I said, the people at church are praying for us this morning. All of you, all of you at Good Shepherd were praying for us that morning. We could feel it. We could feel your prayers. It was just God's timing that he wake up on that time, at that point. And so we quickly called Tony and Katie back over, and we called Tyler, and Tyler hadn't come that morning. He told us a little bit later in the day because he, it, he just, it was just unbearable. He just, he said, I just couldn't, I just couldn't come yet. But when we got there, it was so exciting and we were several more times, you know, we said, Gary, can you wake up? Wake up. Open, open your eyes. And he did. And we just felt it was amazing. And later on that day, I texted some people back. I had these prayer chains that I was texting people. And 
uh, Terry Robinson said that during the church service, Judy had said to him when she was praying, she said, God just told me that Gary's going to wake up. So we were, we were amazed. I mean, what can you say when people tell you that? God is talking to you. God is speaking to you. God is the power belong beyond power. So that was day five. And Gary is now out of his coma. And the prayers of so many of you, so many of you, helped. We were blessed. We, every day, every day is a gift. We were so excited. Gary was pretty funny the first few days. He still had the ventilator in until day eight. But uh, when he finally got the ventilator out, he could barely, you know, get a few words out. But when he did, he said all of the kids' names. And so we were so thankful because we knew then that he had his memory. We knew then that he'd be able to remember everybody and that things would be okay. And that joy was just indescribable. It was just so powerful. And in day eight, okay, yeah, you want me to stop? In day eight, <laughs> just, just, just to tell you, we were so happy. He wiggled his toes on his left foot. Now, the doctor said that he would never have anything on his left side. You want to kick your left foot here? Yeah, he. <laughs> and and later he he did for the nurses even kicked that left foot up in the air and threw it over the bed. And we were saying, and giving praise to God, and telling those nurses and doctors exactly what happened. We were we were so thankful, and every day. We're still very thankful, aren't we? And so he was in there for 17 days, and then he went to a nursing home. And then we had to worry about the blood clot in his heart. So after a month or so, when they, that cleared up, which was another thing to praise God for, um, they did a reverse shoulder replacement. So, and then Gary went to another nursing home for a while. And um, I felt that I could take care of him, and I wanted to bring him home. And so, again, all of your prayers, all of your prayers help that. And uh, with a little remodeling, and Dan, thanks to Dan here, I just want to say, if you didn't know, the last thing that Dan Gundy did before he retired was to make sure that Gary had a shower downstairs in our house. It was his last job, what a gift. So I could bring him home because we have a two-story house. So we didn't have a shower downstairs. But just everything that happened and everything, God just, God has just put this in our hearts um, to share this and to, to share what worked through so many people and how powerful prayer is. And I'm going to actually let Gary do a little talking now. So 
I got now he's awake so he can talk because all this other stuff he didn't know until later. So there you go. I want to start by thanking Ron and Mary for a number of visits that came to see me. And thank you so much, church family, for your prayers. I mean, I wouldn't be in the condition I am right now if it weren't for your prayers. And by the way, I didn't get any soup. <laughs> and the Lord did leave some brains in my head. So I just, as you can tell from Janice's testimony, I was oblivious most of the time to what was going on around me. Uh, but you know how you are in, in uh, when you're under anesthesia, you'll come and go, and you'll hear voices, and then you'll go back to sleep, and back and forth, and back and forth. And I could hear the doctors around me say, uh, this is his fifth unit of blood. What's keeping this guy alive? And I wanted to set up witness to him right then and there, but I couldn't. <laughs> and they were, uh, I didn't really ever hear them tell Jenny or the kids that I wasn't going to make it. But uh, it was just an act of faith, purely an act of faith. And I was, I knew that it would be as God meant it to be. So that. That really took a lot off me. I was at peace with whatever his decision would be. So. All glory and honor to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can. You can stay up here a minute. Bless you. Bless you. Um, I just have one quick thing I want to say. You know, as I was listening to him share, listen to him share. You know, I got a picture of you know they're in the hospital and sometimes in the hospital you get all these people around you giving you reports. The doctor's report. Jan says she she walked out. You know, she walked out. They all giving you a report. And I don't know if you heard it, but she said, "But a cleaning lady." <laughs> All these people have all this technology, which God bless them. I mean, they're important. But a cleaning lady came and gave the report of the Lord. Think about that. A cleaning lady. Don't ever underestimate how God can use you. How God can use you. A cleaning lady. The Bible says, you know, whose report are we going to believe? It says we're going to believe the report of the Lord. And, you know, and God sent it through a cleaning lady. Wow. What a what a testimony and what a testimony to what God has done and God being with them and so we're gonna we're gonna just pray for them. I was I thought about not doing this part because it's too emotional. You know, <laughs> you skip those parts. Oh, it's just too emotional. Let's not do that. But no, we're gonna. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for being with Gary. Lord, I pray you continue to touch him. Lord, just continue, continue to restore his body. Lord, continue your healing. We thank you for all that you've done and for all that you're doing. Lord, bless them as they move to Columbus and just be with them, watch over them as, as they're close to family. 
Lord, we thank you for their witness, and we just pray that you'd use them to share your word and your love to those around them. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for all that you do and all that you've done. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to be dismissed. Come up and say hi to uh, Gary and Jan. Um, Rose and Jim are going to be over to my left. If you have a need for prayer, um, let them pray with you this morning. Um, but uh, come up and say hi to Gary and Jan. And uh, Otherwise, you're dismissed. God bless you.